WVUAFM, Tuscaloosa. And welcome to a new episode of Three Point Conversion. I am, of course, your host, Carson Keel, joined by Adam Hambright. And we have a lot to talk about because the XFL, week seven, uh, that's done and through. We have some surprising results. We got to talk about XFL week eight. And, of course, the USFL, it's only 11 days away. So a lot to talk about from that front. So let's just jump right into it. XFL week seven. It's done. It's, again, surprising. Let's talk about that first game. Yeah, so this was a very entertaining week. This might have been the best week for, like, the right. actual games. Obviously, we're going to talk about some of the ratings later. Um, but So that first game, you had Seattle and Arlington. Mm-hmm. This was the first game where, you know, we thought, you know, this was going to be all the road teams were going to win. Yeah. This one, Seattle did win. They were the road team in this one. 24-15. Seattle now has a five-game winning streak. Mm-hmm. Arlington now on a two-game losing streak. Yeah. So they could have, you know, closed the gap on Houston. They could have, you know, they could theoretically have the lead in that side of the XFL with how bad Houston's played yeah. lately. We'll talk about that later. But two-game losing streak in this game. Ben DiNucci played very well once again, 21-32, 266 yards, one touchdown, did have one pretty bad interception in the end zone. But, you know, they came out with the win. He was also their leading rusher. I wish that a quarterback wouldn't be your leading rusher in yeah. the game. But, you know, it is what it is. They got the job done, and then – Arlington. I don't know what's going on with them. Yeah, I mean, just just for example. So, again, they traded for Luis Perez, yes. who has basically won the only good things of the Vegas Vipers. How many snaps did he play? I don't think he played it. Zero. <laughs> they tra- traded for him. Again, probably, yeah. who probably would have really helped Arlington in this game, and they didn't even use him. Yeah. He had uh, two different guys with passing attempts, and neither one of them the guy you just traded for. So yeah. maybe they're letting them get used to the playbook, but, I mean, so you, gotta, you know, Again, we're entering week eight. This yeah. isn't get used to the playbook time. This is, all right, we're going to throw you on the field because our playoff spot's in jeopardy. Definitely. So it's just like Arlington is a mess. Um, Seattle, again, they were the better team. They won, of course. I mean, and it really helps with uh, a team that lost, that they're really starting to solidify their playoff spot. I think they're, they're basically uh, probably going to be beating this one team. Uh, that we'll talk about also in a second. Uh, but let's go and talk about the other surprising one besides the one we're going to talk about. Uh, Vegas. So Vegas, who yeah. has been looked at as one of the they're, they're worst the, teams. Worst team in the North. You know, they were 1-5 coming into this game. Mm-hmm. The game at home. We thought San Antonio, who started off the season pretty strong. I don't know what's happened to San Antonio lately, but they go in to Vegas to, you know, the high school field basically, and they lose 26-12. to 12. Yeah. And it just it, – this was definitely the worst game of the week. But, you know, good for Vegas. You know, yeah. you're, you're getting some momentum. You know, you're up to two wins now. Technically, nobody is really eliminated from the playoffs Arlen, at this uh, point. Orlando is. No, they're not. Oh, yeah, well, Vegas is actually yeah, – Vegas is uh, – There's still, still a shot. I, I believe they're technically a little eh, probably. Yeah. But, you know, hey, you know. Yeah. It's still – it's just like – I think we're kind of seeing a point where I'm very interested to see what happens with San Antonio because I, I think we both thought at the beginning of the season 
hey, this the San Antonio team, they could be very serious. And guess what? They're now two and five. And while Arlington is awful and Houston isn't exactly great either, they're looking outside of the playoffs. And guess where the and guess where they announced the championship game is going to be this year? <laughs> not a good, not a good look. San Antonio. <laughs> it, it's yeah. just like it, it, it's it's these like things where you're like, okay, you know, the, the San Antonio like can the, they need to really have some big changes yeah. if they really want to go there. So it's like, and losing it's Vegas. Yeah. I mean that that that's just bad. There's so, no other way to put it. I will. Since we were just talking about if they're eliminated, you know, I don't think they're going to make it. Obviously, mm-hmm. but technically, they are two and five, and there's three games left. Right. If they won out, they would be five and five. They could get to five and five. They could force probably a tie because yes. you know both of uh, the Battle Hawks and the Guardians both have five wins right now. Mm-hmm. So not totally eliminated. But they're right there at the line. But like, let's let's talk about it. You know, with Clinton for Vegas, you know, obviously Perez isn't there anymore. He was yeah. traded away. McClendon played very well in this game. Twenty-one of thirty-one, two sixty-four, two touchdowns, no interceptions. It's pretty much all you could ask for in a guy getting his first start. You know, yeah. in the XFL, and then San Antonio. I don't know. I don't know what you're doing here. Yeah, it's just it's bad. So. I guess congratulations uh, to Vegas for getting a surprise win. Well done. And San Antonio, you were considered a premier market. I mean, it still is. They're having pretty decent attendance. But uh, what's going on there, buddy? I think that's kind of the question uh, that everyone has at the moment. Yeah. All right, let's, let's talk about the big one. D.C. is out of Orlando. Again, we think D.C., the undefeated team, are going to go in. And remember what I said last week? What did I say last week? Yeah, I mean, we we both we both kind of we kind of kind of talked about it, you know. This could be a trap game. Yeah, and guess what it was? It was a trap game. We have six and ODC, zero and six Orlando. Orlando has they played better recently. Right. We, we talked about that on the last show, and I don't think either one of us really thought Orlando would get the job done. Right. I, I think we we're kind of joking, but. It happened, and this is probably the best game. Okay, I can't say in XFL history, but right. it's definitely the best game so far this, this, this season. season. Yeah, and there wasn't any scoring like the last eight minutes of the game. It, them, both of them started turning the ball over. It seemed like nobody really wanted to win. Yeah, but thirty-seven, thirty-six, Orlando takes down the defenders, and you know, okay, so for the defenders, Jordan Tiamo. 21 or 29, 285, three touchdowns. You would think that alone would get the job done. Mm-hmm. You also had the running back, Smith, 18 carries, 127 yards and a touchdown. Insane number. Blair, receiver, five catches, 139 yards. Yeah. They're just lighting it up all over the place. And who is the guy that comes through for Orlando? The guy they were ready to kick out of the league a couple yes. of weeks ago. He was not. We talked about it last week. He was not selling the playbook. He just told him. He, he was, was talking to a friend. He was talking to a friend. Said he was not going to be available for that game. Now he's the starting quarterback. What does he do against the best team in the league? 27 of 34, 328 yards, three touchdowns passing. He also had three touchdowns on the ground, most of them like quarterback sneak plays. Yeah. But 
you know, accounting for six touchdowns when they were ready to get rid of you. I think they are very glad that he was not selling those plays so they could have him at quarterback right now. But yeah, 37-36, best game of the season so far. Yeah, I mean, it's just kind of absolutely insane. Uh, kind of just looking at, again, I, I think we all thought Orlando was going to be winless. And then they go in and beat the best team in the league. That's just crazy. But then let's talk about kind of not exactly a trap game, but kind of a surprise. Uh, St. Louis at Houston. St. Louis wins. Uh, yes. They keep their playoff hopes alive. Uh, they, they again still uh, sitting at um, you know second in the North, but again, Houston was. We can talk about that a little bit after this game kind of talk, but. Yep. There's absolutely a chance that they are not going to be holding on to that one seat at the end of this. Well, like, look, right now they're four and three. Right, they've lost three straight games. They start off four and zero. Them in DC, it was you know yeah. who was the best team. Very quickly, DC proved that they were the best team, even though they lost this week. But Houston, three straight losses. You've got to stop the bleeding somehow. The only help that they're getting is all the other teams on their side, yeah, other no. than Vegas, are losing. Yeah, so. But, yeah, 24-15, St. Louis wins this one. Another very impressive performance from A.J. McCarron, 26-34, 222 yards, three touchdowns, and no interceptions. You know, with with Houston, McDonald, 15 of 32. Mm -hmm. He does have the one touchdown. Only one interception. So, I mean, that's that's but 15 of 32. You got to you got to play a little bit better than this. And maybe they should have been the one to trade for Louis yeah, Perez. You, you think? It's, it's just I, I am I'm very shocked with how poorly the South Division is doing in the XFL. Yeah. I think from day one, everyone kind of thought Orlando was going to be pretty weak, but yeah. but no, everyone's getting kind of like. Surprised. Well, well, the big thing with is you, you, that's where all your your Texas teams are, right? right yeah. And that was a huge thing. Like early, three teams in the same in an eighteen league. Yeah, th- yeah, three teams in the same state. You know, that's where your playoffs are going to be and everything. Like mm-hmm. it's like well, your championship's going to be in San Antonio, and then like you know they're doing the whole like you know you're practicing like down there. You have, yeah. you have less travel. The practice up. Yeah, and so we all thought that these Texas teams were really going to be, you know, the premier of the league, and it has not turned out that way, Yeah, <laughs> especially the last three weeks. I mean, besides Vegas, the, the South Division has been kind of the, the I guess, the, the, the scorn of the league because yeah. it's just it's just, they just it's just not good. Yeah, so I'll, I'll give a quick update on the, uh, on the standings right now. So with the North, you have the D.C. Defenders. They're still in first place, 6-1. and one. St. Louis is technically in second place still. Mm-hmm. They are five and two. Seattle's like tied for them at five and two. The Vipers two and five. Vipers probably not going to, you know, make it up there into the playoffs. They're still an outside shot, probably not gonna happen. Then you go to the south. Houston, first place, four and three. Arlington three and four. San Antonio two and five. Orlando one and six. I do think I said that Vegas was in the South while ago. Don't know where that came. But Orlando is in the South. Yes. But with Orlando, since everybody above them has been losing, Orlando at one and six just won their first game of the year. They still have a shot to make the playoffs. Once again, yeah. probably not going to happen. But. Let's see how next week goes. And I might have to start going through all these different tiebreakers they have listed on this website. (laughs) Not going to do it yet, but it could. We might have to talk about it just for Seattle and St. Louis eventually. But if you could have a crazy ending to the South Division. Yeah, that that would be 
Uh, all right. So what is scenario number like 32? How does that end? But uh, speaking of how things are doing, let's look at uh, TV ratings. Yeah. This is something that has been intriguing because it's, it's somewhat an indicator of how things are. Now, again, to be fair, this weekend, at games were completely on cable. No ABC. Yeah. All right, I want to say Friday game, Friday's game, because that was special. But let's start. Let's start off with the Saturday game. Vegas, uh, San Antonio, ESPN two. Your guess at how many people watched? Average. I don't know. With the way that they've been going, I'm going to say under five hundred thousand for this one. Correct. Okay. Every single game besides one, and there's barely was below five hundred thousand. Okay, so it's so it's still like in that four hundred range right there. No. Okay, lower than that. Okay, three hundred. You're in the right area. Okay. <laughs> 356,000, 100,000 people. Not the best look. Yes. But, you know. And that was ESPN 2. You know, it's bad, though, because, like, this weekend the games were actually pretty good other than, like, yeah. maybe one game. And, again, game. besides uh, the first, like, you – and they only, they literally scheduled one game on the first for this reason. You had the – Sunday was wide open for sports. Yeah. And then these next two, ESPN. So – yeah, so I, I see the look on your face. Orlando, D.C., ESPN, how many people do you think they got? I don't even want to take a guess on this one. Is it, is it lower or higher? Give me if it's lower or higher. It's just squeak by higher. Okay, so it's still under the 400? Yes. So, what, like 370, something like that? You're somewhat close, 365,500,000. Okay, okay. Okay. A little bit better. Then Houston, St. Louis, again, ESPN. Or is it still going higher? Or did this this was this was the squeak by number I told you a bit ago. Okay. Oh, man, it's I don't even know. I don't. I'm tired of. I'm tired of okay. trying to figure out these. Five hundred and two thousand. Okay, so five hundred two. Yeah. Not terrible. It's not good though. Yes, it's not. Good. All right, and then the Friday game. It set it set a spring football record. If you're if you do not count the AAF, do you want do you have, do you want to do you want to guess? Does it get into the million range? No. Okay. Seven hundred. No. No. Well, just tell me. It's hundred seventy seven thousand. <laughs> Okay, so we're we're going we're going the wrong way with, with this that one. That is okay. the lowest average at any spring football game if you do not count the AAF, who was on CBS Sports Network. Okay, yeah, I was hoping with uh, with record we were talking about maybe like a high number. Right. Um, <laughs> definitely caught me off guard with that one, but yeah, it's um, ratings have been pretty Awful. bad. Yeah. Now, you know, I I don't want to say that they're like. Like you just said, they're awful. I mean, yeah, they are. But is spring football really what are we expecting in a first year for Here, Here's the issue. I know I know. we're kind of like, don't compare everything to the USFL because it's a different season technically because of timetables. But it's like the USFL was pretty much pumping out at least one weekly one million game yeah. in ratings. And now, to be fair, they've had Fox and NBC. We're kind of seeing the bad side of the XFL having one channel or one, I guess, family of channels to mess with because they're stuck on either FX or ESPN2 99% of the time. There's been like what? I think we're entering maybe the the sixth ABC game this upcoming week. And then, you know, again, ESPN, they might, they might get one if they're lucky. They're lucky with two this week. Yeah. So it's just like, I, I think they would be higher, but the issue is also at the same time, 
there's no promotion and they're stuck on these bad channels and it's just like I don't I do not see how this league is going to keep going like that that's that's a concerning thing for me personally yeah, we'll see we'll see if it gets to a, a second season with this but they definitely need better numbers but the thing it's just kind of been like the opening weekend you know you had that new you know that new league everybody kind of wants to check it out I mean it still wasn't great ratings but it was better than what we're getting right now yeah so maybe maybe they need to do like what we were uh we were talking about we we had kind of talked about a couple of different things off you know where it was like maybe you have it to where you have them compete against the USFL or maybe if this league doesn't survive well, maybe you just end up trying to get a couple of your teams in the USFL yeah. I don't know well I mean again USFL starts in eleven days we're yeah. we're really close yeah and guess what I think I think the first weekend hang on let's just go on and compare so that's gonna be week nine um let's see so there's gonna be Two Saturday games, two Sunday games. Uh, the Sunday game, uh, that's going to be ESPN2, and that's going to be kind of away. But Week 9, they have decided they've put their worst team against their failing team, Vegas at, at Houston. That's going to be ABC, and that's going to start 30 minutes before Memphis at, uh, excuse me, Philly at Memphis. So we're going to kind of start to see the first head-to-head signs. Yeah. But at the same time, it's like, you know, you're kind of putting in bad games to yeah. kind of fill that. So yeah, that's it's not prom- I mean, the only really good game you're looking at that weekend is that second game on Sunday, Seattle yeah. and St. Louis. But I think with week one of the USFL, I think more people are going to be interested to kind of see yeah. how they're going to be in week two. So not not very promising right now. Yeah. So let's just kind of, let's speak. Let's just speak about the USFL a bit because again. 11 days. We are very close. I'm excited because let's go Stallions. Because, again, <laughs> so they're so close by. Let's see but, if they can be the first uh, two-time champion right. for the USFL. I, I mean, I, again, just everyone's excited. I mean, the USFL, they, they got something going because we'll talk about this in a second with Memphis, but they got the Grizzlies support. They, they're having a promotion tonight for the showboats. Uh, and the showboats also, again, probably because they're having him there tonight, they have officially uh, shown off their mascot. Would you like to see it? Yes, I have not seen this yet. Okay, so here's kind of like the video. Would you describe this animal for me, please? <laughs> it looks like it looks like a, a puppy dog, you know, with uh, with sailor gear on. It has, so. it has like the it, it's, it has the frat uh, the frat boy uh, yeah. captain's hat. Now, could you get a, a real mascot? Like, just get like you know how some of the the college teams have like dogs on the side right. like could you just get a dog put a little hat on oh, so, so it, should, it should be so it, should, it should be like the boilermakers train for purdue uh, just get a steamboat onto the field. maybe <laughs> that'd be interesting <laughs> yes uh but i mean again we're just oh here, here's some more pictures so just to describe it, it, it would you say this is like a a golden doodle kind of dog i mean kind of like the fur yeah, kind of it looks, looks similar face. yeah it's, it's definitely like a labrador but yeah uh, it, it's it's a, like a dog, and oh, I just realized he has like the uh, the animal stripes. You see? Yeah, yeah, that's that's that's, cool. that's cool little detail. But again, the USFL is ramping up their local promotions. I know people are like, oh, it's four hubs. It's technically not real still, but it's just like it, the league is in season yeah, two. It's it's in season two. Stop they're, complaining. They're, they're branching out. More people are going to get to see the games this yeah. time. And like you were saying with Memphis, now that they're getting like their you know, Memphis is, I guess you'd say, like a real professional team. You know, they're established professional basketball yeah. team, kind of trying to help them out, kind of maybe bring more people into the games for them. You know, obviously Birmingham 
doesn't really have that. We don't have any professional teams yeah. in Birmingham. But you do have, like, if you could have, like, Pittsburgh, if they had uh, either the Pirates or well, Penguins the, or something. The, the Pistons, they, uh, it seems like there's a, some NBA connection happening yeah. there with Fox because the Pistons, they were helping out with the Panthers promotion. Yeah. So that that's definitely been helping. That's so, been something that's been going so on. So that would be good. Other than Birmingham, I think every other city has, well, maybe not in the exact city, but it'll have, you know, at least a professional team close by that can help out. So, yeah. yeah. That's that's cool. But the USFL also did they did have scrimmages. Yeah. Uh, they so it was Houston and Birmingham played each other, Memphis and New Orleans played each other, and then uh, for the other hubs the teams just played each other. Yeah. Uh, so uh, Philly and Michigan played, New Jersey Pittsburgh played. Yeah. So just kind of give an idea because I know there were some questions out about this from people I've talked to. It was eight plays from the forty for each team. They they did a kickoff and a punt. And then basically did some red zone stuff. So not exactly preseason. Yeah. It's just kind of. Just kind of hitting somebody else, yeah. you know, getting used to it. I mean, like you said, 11 days of the season. That's They don't really want to get anybody hurt until then. So Yeah. Yeah. It's just completely there. But, again, exciting. Uh, next week, we'll be, Adam, guess what we're going to be doing? We're going to be going to see some USFL football. We're also going to be doing a USFL preview. Oh, well, yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm more excited for going to the game. Right. But, you know. Yeah. That, yeah. That, but still, we get to, you know, talk about this on the podcast. You know, that that will be nice to finally, like, actually give, you know, a real preview of the season, yeah. give actual predictions for the games and stuff. It'll be interesting. And then, you know, we're supposed to be getting credentialed. Wow. Yeah. We're still waiting to hear back on that. Yeah. We should be good. But we're going to, you know, hopefully be able to get on the field, maybe take some videos. We Obviously, you can't see them on the podcast, but maybe yeah. social media might get put up on there. Yeah. Uh, but still, let's just go ahead and talk about week eight for the uh, XFL because they have games happening also. So, Vegas at St. Louis. I think this is a very easy one to kind of predict. We're going with St. Louis. Yes. <laughs> we don't know what's going to happen, though, because nobody knows how to close out games, apparently. You know, D- yeah. We thought D.C. over Orlando. I mean, we joked about it, but really, 6-0, and 0-6. It should be a slam dunk pick. Didn't happen. This week, Vegas at St. Louis. Now, St. Louis does have the advantage of a very good home crowd, yes. home atmosphere. They're the best market for the XFL. So, I think... They're going to win as long as their social media team doesn't, you know, put out another thing saying that they're going to leave for Los Angeles. That was uh, a very bad April Fool's yeah, joke. Yeah, that did. <laughs> the people were very mad about that, and not like in a fun ha ha way. No, it was it was it was bad. You got to know your audience right there. Yeah. Uh, then this is this is what I'm very kind of mixed on Arlington at Orlando. Okay. I'm on the Orlando train now. Okay. Uh, I. Quentin Normandy, I think he's going to continue to improve. Obviously, he's got something to show because of all the allegations and almost kicked out of the league and everything. Mm-hmm. We just saw how he played. Accounted for six touchdowns. I'm going with Orlando. I mean, it is at home. They don't really have the best home field. But I think Orlando's going to win this one. And I'm hoping that they kind of make a push for the playoffs, make things a little interesting. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Quinn Dormady is going to storm the beaches like Normandy. <laughs> oh my God! <laughs> and then I go with Orlando. I'm gonna, yeah. I, I think I think we're seeing something special here all okay. of a sudden. Okay, moving on to the next game, real quick. It's going to be Houston at San Antonio. Is it bad that this might be the worst game of the week? And it's going to be on ABC. <laughs> Houston, th- we just talked about a three-game losing streak. San Antonio, they've only won two games all season. After it looked like they were going to be, you know, better than what they have been. 
I think Houston gets it done this week. Mm-hmm. I think they do. I think they get back on track. I think they're going to solidify them as the number one in the South. Right. Don't know if they're going to really do anything in the playoffs once they make it, but I do think Houston comes away with this one. Here's the thing. I'm going to go with Houston, but I think this could be – I'm saying it's a wild card because San Antonio is basically the St. Louis of the South when it comes to the market and the okay. base. Yeah. So I'm going to say Houston, but if San, if San Antonio wins, I think it's just because of the home field. If San Antonio wins, he will change his mind and he'll say that he picked San Antonio the yeah, whole time. There we go. There we go. That'll be it. And then finally, the game that could kind of determine some how the Northern playoffs Look, D.C. at Seattle. Yeah, so this is going to be interesting because, like we just talked about, Seattle and St. Louis are both at 5-2. and two. Right. D.C.'s now at 6-1. and one. They, If they were in the South, they would have it pretty much locked up at this point. But, no, they're in the North. They're in the toughest division out of the two. And if they lose this game, so they lose this game, they'll be tied with at least – Seattle, mm-hmm. and then if St. Louis also wins, it's a three-way tie for the first place spot. You might have a team that start off six and zero, might not even make the playoffs. Right. So DC needs to win. I mean, they both need to win, but like DC, you don't want to lose two in a row after starting off six and zero. But on the road at Seattle, Seattle's on a five-game winning streak. I got to go with the Sea Dragons. Mm. Interesting. Well, that's been it for this week's episode of Three Point Conversion. I, of course, been your host, Carson Kiel, joined by Adam Hambright. And we'll be back next week. Again, USFL preview, XFL. We get to maybe laugh at ratings again and more. So we'll see you guys next week. WVUA-FM, Tuscaloosa.